This is the Liberator Podcast from Giant Worldwide. Welcome to the Liberator Podcast. My name is Jeremy Kubitschek. I am here with Steve Cockrum. And for those who are, yes, watching, we have yes. decided, you know, let's record ourselves. This would be perfect. <laughs> that we can see us versus yes. just hearing us. Some of you like audio. Some yeah. of you like video. Steve, yeah. what do you say to that? Well, I mean, uh, they, they won't know that we just didn't bring in a couple of body doubles from Hollywood, I imagine, at this point, Jeremy, and Probably. stunned at kind of the, you know, the ruggy good looks and the, the wonderful backdrop that we have for both of our podcasts. I confess, yes. I've forgot, forgotten all about it. So if I appear to be in a crease shirt, then, you know, just put that down to flamboyant English eccentricity. Yes, and I am uh, share, I'm basically borrowing an office from one of our clients uh, doing a session today and I said, can I, can I borrow an office? And so this is, uh, this is it. I'm with Enable today, one of our, our great okay. clients. Um, all right, so um, friends, all of those listening, um, again, or watching. you're seeing this, we're watching now. <laughs> uh, the four million that are, watch, are listening yeah. and the yeah. few that are watching, uh, you can get this on Giant TV. And so we're excited about Ooh. that. That will launch in November 29th in a few weeks. And so um, by the time that those of you who are on this and want to, go check it out at giant.tv. And mm. uh, so that would be that would be fun. The only problem of doing the video, the one thing I did remember, is that I had to change my podcast juice from being in a glass to being in a china cup. So at least oh, my, nice. my, my herbal yeah. tea, my herbal tea for all you watching in the South of America, and it is, um, <laughs> and it is only two oh nine, so it's a bit early even for us over in this part of the world. So yes, I'm looking forward to it, Jeremy. I'd like to say I'll be on my best behaviour, but that's probably not true. So come on, what have you got well, for us let's, today? Let's talk about some important things. You've got some guests over. Um, who, who's yes. who's staying? We we stayed with you last time. We did. A, a, yeah. you know, now you've got another revolving door. Who's in in London with you this <laughs> we've week? We've op- we've opened Heads of Two, and we've had. We've had the entire licensing team with spouses come over from the US, from Atlanta. Um, Who's that? Share it with them. So Justin Westbrooks and Jessica, his long-suffering wife, um, Hunter Hodge and Celeste, who is married Mr. Perfect, um, pretty much. And then we have Rich Webb and Alex, who live over here, but they've gone to Paris for 48 hours. So my conclusion was, Jeremy, that whatever numbers they're reporting in licensing right now, they're doing better than they're telling us. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and for those who don't know, what we did is we decided this summer to open up our content uh, for anyone in the world who wants to get trained on the five voices. You can now get certified and licensed. And so we built, we created, we moved people into a team and they've mm. been killing it. Obviously, uh, killing mm. it enough to have to have a meeting in yeah. London and then go to Paris yeah. as a yeah. team. But no, they are, honestly are doing an amazing job. So if any are, uh, you know, if anyone's interested, then that's an opportunity for you as well. So good for them, good for yes. uh, for you as well. And you yep. did this all pre pre puppy. For those who don't know, this is really important Ooh. for the Liberator podcast. Yeah. Steve yep. and Helen are are choosing and buying a puppy uh, in a few weeks, right? Well, it, it's a whole new world. I know for American, the thought that any family could survive without a dog is almost an anathema. But um, Izzy, as some of you know, our little ENFP with the sort of strawberry blonde hair went to college or university in September. And let's just say there's been a Izzy-shaped strawberry blonde hole in the Cockrum household. So um, we've given in um, and we're very excited that we're going to have um, a little, I don't know, is it, a, I, I lose track, I think it's a Cavapoo, 
or something. One of these kind of designer dogs. But apparently we, have, we had to drive, believe it or not, three hours on Sunday to choose it. <laughs> I've got to go back again in three weeks' time to collect the little thing. But it was very exciting. Lots of pictures. Charlie and Megan are very excited. So the Cockrums are unconsciously incompetent when it comes to puppy life. But I'm sure on the podcast in the weeks and months to come, there will be those laughing at us as we uh, embark on, on what is really a and fourth we, child. We rarely get to, I rarely get to make fun of your accent because most of the British accents people like. But could you say the name of the dog again one more time? Yes. What's the name uh, of I'm it? not even sure it's true. I'm pretty sure it's a Cavapoo. <laughs> that's it, just funny <laughs> I think it's it's something like half a King Charles Spaniel no no um, a King Charles half Cavalier, Cavalier and half a Poodle yeah. so yeah you can poodle, tell how yeah. familiar I am with these things but this thing's only five <laughs> weeks old so yeah it's going to be uh, very you. very amusing looking forward for all to the it. dog lovers everyone's yep. going oh that's great you know, the only... someday it'll be you'll, you'll be showing the puppy on video <laughs> oh yeah and, absolutely and the next one absolutely um, she's, she's called Jemima Faith Okay, so there we go. We couldn't call our third child Jemima in America because it's to do. <laughs> it was it was synonymous with a particular. Is it honey or jam syrup. or something? Syrup. Yeah, that's well, the no, one. waffle syrup. Yeah, it's our favourite <laughs> yeah. pancake syrup. Aunt Jemima. There you go. So we we couldn't living in Paulie's Island near Charleston. We couldn't really call the child Jemima because it all went wrong. So right, we've now right. got an Isabel Joy, a Megan Hope. Charlotte Grace, and now we've got Jemima Faith. There we go. So there we go. I'm totally surrounded by women, as always, but there we go. That was part of the deal. So <laughs> That's how you like watch, it. That's good. <laughs> hey, steady uh, on. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been uh, up to, Jeremy? Have you been sort of sunning, sunning yourself again? We we have a 14-year-old dog, and we're in the last days of that life, and so we're actually, it feels like empty nesting. Our kids are oh. about to go to college. The dog is about to... That's right, rub it in, rub it in. (laughs) And the freedom that we're feeling, it's just, it feels really, really good. Now we have all types of of fun things. I've just been spending lots of time uh, working on giant TV and uh, filming and planning and thinking. Mm -hmm. For those who don't know, we're launching uh, giant.tv in a couple of weeks. And giant.tv, it's basically a binge-worthy, uh, Netflix for leadership. It's the future of, of leader development, and we're fired up. It's eight ninety nine a month. It's very inexpensive, and we just think it's going to be significant. And so today, we're actually going to share a concept of of uh, the Giant uh, TV, and it's a series. And in Giant TV, we have series with episodes, just like you would with Netflix. And so, the series that we're creating is Where Are You Now? And the idea of it is uh, it's an assessment for where are you? What are you thinking about? Uh, uh, where are you at from a, from a how are you doing in life, in work, all those things. And so we're going to actually share uh, a couple of those from, from where are you now as an assessment today. We just thought it would be really helpful for you, uh, especially it's a, kind of the end of the year. Uh, it's, it's, there's a chance for reviewing and all those things that are coming with the holidays. So let's get started with where are you now, Steve? Uh, let's go through, uh, let's pick our first assessment. Which assessment do we want to start first? It's a good question, actually. We could do the peace index, unless you've got another preference. I remember 7030 was another one we do, but should I start with peace index? Let's do it. Let's start so with I, peace index. So all of let our... Me, let me pull it up real fast so everyone can see. There you go. Look, look at that. We're, we're moving into the 21st century slowly but surely. So basically the peace index is one of these 
kind of just little lenses that you can use um, as often as you, you want to really, just to ask, how am I doing? And really it asks this question, which is to say, how much peace do I feel in me right now? What's my level of peace? Peace is usually um, a sense of well-being. It's usually that sense that you, you can have peace in the midst of a storm. And we really describe three things. So purpose, people, and place. So purpose is how engaged are you in what you're doing? How much are you enjoying your work? How much do you feel that your life is making a difference in what you're doing? And are you fulfilled in, in what you do? People is just a, a looking at the people around you, looking at the quality of your relationships, your friendships, your just sense of belonging, well-being, and the people maybe you're sharing life and the adventure with. And then lastly, there's place, which is when you look at where you're living, where you're working, the, the, the kind of physical environment around you. Do you like your neighborhood? Do you like the environment? Is, is it something where there is peace in place? So if you think of your purpose, your people, and place, add them up, divide by three, you'll usually get your peace index if you use a percentage. So Jeremy, why don't you give them an example and just do a, a snapshot of you right now. How would you describe your peace index? Just so people yeah, know and what it, we're talking about. And it's really helpful to do before and afters. Um, and so right now, I, mean, I can tell you where I'm, I've, I'm at right now, but where I have been in the past. So uh, purpose right now, I would say I'm in the 95 percentile, percentile as far as um, just 95% feeling purpose, which is you know feeling alive in what I'm doing. And purpose for me is number one. I think it's important, all those listening or watching, that uh, purpose, uh, you have to pick your uh, priorities. For me, purpose is number one, people are second, and place is third. I could live anywhere. So 95% purpose. The people that are in my life, honestly, they're probably in the 90, 92%. And um, so both of those being the most important, that, that means a lot for the season mm -hmm. I'm in. And then place would be the only um, area. And we live in Oklahoma City, but what we've done is it's probably ideally, honestly, if I, for me, I could probably live in three cities at once, or um, I would probably rather live in a number of different cities around the world. But I have a family and I have um, kind of our commitment to our family and all those things. So we made decisions, which is great. But we created a modern farmhouse development as a creative outlet for that place. So my place, we start building our house this week. So that's really fun. And so that probably moves up into the 90 as well. So all in, I'm probably at a 91, 92% in the peace index. But wow. I've, been, I've hmm. been at 59, 60% before. And I know what it feels like to be at 60%. And I know what it feels like at 90%. And I think life is always a different percentage. And uh, mm -hmm. so that's partially what the peace index is good for. And I think one of the things that, um, so if somebody often says, how are you doing? And most people go, yeah, I'm great, how are you? You know, that's kind of like part of our greeting. So the peace index is just, it takes it a bit deeper and go, how are you doing? You go, yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay, I think. And what you'll often find is that if there's just that sense in you that you go, I'm not sure I do feel totally at peace or I've, I felt more at peace in the past. One of the things may be, it may only be one that's off. It may be that your general sense of well-being is good, but then you suddenly realize, you know, the grace has run out for the place that I'm living in or whatever it might be. Or, do you know, I, I, I feel, actually I feel lonely. I've kind of got a great purpose. I'm living in a great place. But I just, I guess I'm feeling a little bit alone. I'm feeling a bit isolated. I'm not sure I have the people in my world. So it, it's kind of just a great little snapshot with where are you now? Because it's not something you have to do once and then you're done with. 
I think as we've shared it probably even on previous podcasts, but the idea being is it's just that sense of being able to look in the mirror, to be able to sort of put your finger up and go, where, how, where am I now? How am I really doing? So hope that's helpful. Yeah, how about you, Steve? Where are you at right now? Give a quick summary. Gosh, that's a, that's a good question. Um, you never usually ask questions about me. I'm, I'm really impressed. Because so. uh, <laughs> you were talking about yourself the whole time. I can't... No. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> so purpose for me, purpose. Um, yeah, no, I feel, I feel very energized with, with what's going on at the moment. I feel there's, there's some degree of clarity. I would probably say about 80, 80%. There are still things that's working through, settling team and settling... You know, where, where am I really going after? But in terms of the overall direction of where Giant's going, I'm, I'm massively in there. But probably for me, about 80. People is, is as high, I think, as it's ever been. I feel just um, an amazing group of people that I get to share life with. Helen and I have now been in Gerald's Cross for six years. And so we even have um, extended family here now. We have Giant Fridays once a month where I basically invite about 50 people of our extended family of just people who are clients, people who are friends, people who work for Giant, licensed people. I feel like people, um, I feel incredibly rich in right now. And an unusual one for me, place, I think I've said this before, but I feel more um, connected to a place than I think I've ever done. Whether this is maturity in middle age, I don't know. Um, but I, I feel like that the home that we have means that we can do hospitality at a level that really has always been part, I think, of Helen and mine, uh, the way we are at our best. So having a place where families can come and stay, and um, we, we have a lot of grace for that, and just just a, a really, really enjoying Gerald's Cross. I'm also um, a member at the golf club, and can you believe this? I won a Christmas hamper on Saturday, Jeremy. I came second in the club competition. So that's obviously uh, fulfilling my, my place. But I would say... So you won a Christmas ham? Is that what you said? Ham, hamper. You know those Fortnum <laughs> Mason hampers that you tried to oh, buy? Oh, yes. Until you realized yes. they were a thousand pounds rather than kind of a thousand rupees nice. or whatever it was. So I, I won you, one yeah. of those. Yeah, it's fantastic. So it won't be that good. So, so I would say 80 for purpose. We share that though, right? We're like, we're partners. Truly, we share. yeah. Yeah. You can have the anchovies. You'll love those, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say 80% for purpose, probably 95% for people, and probably 95% for place as well. I would say that there's a, just a, a real sense of peace at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I promise you there have been times when it's been below 50 um, in the last, you know, certainly where I was before I met you. So it's not that it's always that good, but we're learning how to celebrate, Jeremy, um, when, when there is peace in our lives. And I think, you know, you can only give away... Uh, what you possess, or you can't give away what you don't possess. It's quite hard to bring peace to other people's lives um, if you don't have that in you. So there we go. That's so my you're, you're saying that I was the significant factor. I was the yeah. distinguishing factor. You were, Jeremy. <laughs> you, without, you, without you, my life would have no meaning. I think we all know. Uh, you know, so what's funny for those listening and know our story, it's probably actually true, is that actually we, we benefit one another from a business mm. partnership, and uh, we really helped each other over, over time. But... Mm. Just playing around. That's great. All right. So all those listening, how's your peace index? Where are you at right now? And again, it might be totally different than where you were a month ago or a quarter or a year ago. Where are you at right now? Uh, the next one we're going to do, we're going to get into 70-30. This is something that um, Steve um, Cockrum, if you, any of those have heard of Steve Cockrum or know him, he created this. He's called it Cockrum's Law. 
in this true is pioneer not. humility. <laughs> yes, in true humility. We, we've named it 70-30 principle because it rings a little bit easier than Cockrum's yeah. Law. But uh, the, the idea of this is that um, all of us have certain amount of time that we spend in our work. And ideally, you want to spend 70% of your time in your natural strengths and what's unconscious competence, what's energizing to you. And 30% of your time, you have to spend in things that you can do. There's a learned behavior, but there may be draining activities uh, that you can get consciously competent, competent in them. Um, really know how to do them, but they're just not your sweet spot, but you know you have to do them. So mm. 70-30 is ideal, but what happens a lot of times is a lot of people will be at 50-50 or 40-60 or 30-70. They'll be upside down. When you're upside down that long, you'll end up really getting um, drained and you will actually can drown. Uh, mm. The longer you're underwater, uh, the longer that, that uh, you'll just kind of almost die and you, you can live in a work because you want to keep a job or a salary or what have you, but man, it's just disenfranchising. It's just so frustrating. And there's um, probably a majority of workers who are living below 50-50. Is that what you say, Steve? Yeah, I think so. I think that people often ask us a couple of questions on this one, which is, well, why is 100-0 not the ideal? And I think the answer is we, we would say that, that character often grows most in places where we have to struggle. But the reality is you can only do that for so long. So I often put voices into this as a way of just giving people a lens. So for me, as a con I'm a pioneer, connector, creative, guardian, nurturer. So for me, if I'm able to spend 70% of my life, not just my work, almost the, the experience of being around, if I'm using pioneer, connector, creative for 70% of my time, then I will always have the energy and the grace for those 30%, which is my fourth and fifth voice, my guardian and my nurturer. So for me, even though it's embarrassing to say so, caring for people and being selfless in doing that is always a learnt behaviour. I have to be consciously competent. And being a pioneer, I usually like lots of public affirmation and credit for when I do it. And, and guardian detail, you know, when I've actually got to sit and do the accounts or sit and write a board report or Anything which requires me usually on my own writing, that in itself again is in my 30%. So I know myself, so I can lead myself, but this idea of basically you are at your best, not when you're being selfish and 100-0, but when you're actually in that roughly 70-30 principle is being applied where you're actually full of life. And then all of a sudden it never feels like work. If your principle's right, it feels like, well, I'm just doing what I was made for, Rather than you go, oh, I've got a job, I've got to go to work, that usually is the indication that probably you're going to find your fulfillment outside of work because we all try quite hard to get it there. Is that helpful, Jess? Absolutely. So for those listening, uh, you know, where are you? Uh, assess yourself. Uh, this is an indicator to kind of where you are right now. 70-30, uh, are you at 60-40, at are you at 50-50? And then the other question is whatever number you're at, where are you trending? Are you trending towards 70% or are you trending towards the opposite? And so uh, for me, I'll just say I'm probably, a, 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 I've been at probably 50-50. Uh, I'm moving to six, I'm probably at 60-40 right now, but I'm trending to 70-30. I can just feel it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm actually uh, trending towards health uh, where I've probably been at 50-50 or 40-60 for the past year. Mm -hmm. So Steve, how about you? Where are you at right now? 
Uh, I think probably I would say I'm probably at about 70-30 right now. I, I've been higher actually. I think I was about 80-20 last time we did this. I think I've taken on some more kind of what I would call concrete leadership roles responsibility where there's been certain elements of having to use those guardian nurture and being patient with people over time. So that's, I think it's a healthy place. I, I feel that I'm kind of being stretched in good directions, but on the whole, I still, I always know the barometer for me is, do I have entrepreneurial free time for people? That's my indicator. If my 7030 is out of whack, that means when people I meet, if I feel that there's some part of liberation I can be in their lives. I met an amazing lady for breakfast today who was at one of the keynotes that I'd spoken at and was deeply impacted by sort of five voices. And the fact that I was able to go down the road with a couple of weeks notice and have breakfast with her, that for me is that sense of me being a pioneer connector creative, knowing that there's time in my week where I can be spontaneous in that exercise of liberation in people's lives. That's usually one of the I'm trying to look for, and it's often helpful, are the hallmarks or are the, are the kind of key criteria that when they're alive, you know that your 70-30 is healthy. I don't know whether you have any of those, Jess. Yeah, and so if you if you want to, those listening, you want to get real specific to know how to do this, then write down what your 70% is. Okay, what are the things that bring you life? What are the things that are natural strengths? What's, what is in your wheelhouse that's energizing on a weekly basis? Like even write those things down. Then do the opposite, write what is draining to you, what are the activities, and then monitor your week. I'm like, what if you could actually put some things into your week? I know for me, I strategically, I, I kind of do this unconsciously, but if I think about it, I put in to my weeks fun meetings or people I want to meet with mm -hmm. at certain periods of time. So if I'm gonna, going to have a meeting with someone that I know is going to be energizing or I know I can help someone in the same way that Steve had mentioned, uh, last week I had um, probably two days there were some of my best days ever because I was able to impact five people in one day with different meetings. And it was just life-giving. I was in my sweet spot. I was doing what I did. They came away fully alive. So therefore, it helps mm -hmm. me, uh, energizes me in my work. So putting those into your schedules. Now, some of you, um, your schedules are dictated and or you have responsibilities that you can't uh, just... Uh, you know, control your own schedule. But even in that that regard, put things into your day that would make it uh, really more fun and more life giving. So that's mm -hmm. where the that's the benefit of seventy thirty. If you if you understand language, and we're giving you a language that you can begin to use for yourself, but you can also use it for those you lead. Okay, hey, where are they right now? And so seventy thirty now it becomes objective, not subjective. Subjective would be, yeah, things are just not going very well. Or, and so both the Peace Index and 7030 are objective tools that you can do to assess where someone really is to get to the root issue. And when you find out where someone really is, it may not be that complicated. It may be one little thing that could be adjusted, like a dial, and it could change their metrics overnight. That's so good. I think the other, the other health warning is... I know a number of people who put off their 30% activities until basically they almost feel overwhelmed by them, particularly those who leave things to the last minute. So what you'll find is they kind of store it up and they go, I'm going to have a whole day of doing the thing I hate most. And what you find is you, be, you just become drained very, very quickly. So I say to people, if you know, you know, what is it that you struggle most with, you usually have to put it in the calendar, diarize it, 
and then put nice things around it that are in your 70%. So it's amazing, yeah. you know, if you've got a, a quick sprint for maybe an hour or 90 minutes, and do that a couple times in the day, you'll probably be way more productive than if you try and go, Thursday is 30% day, it's board report writing <laughs> or whatever it is. And you kind of sit there and you, you, you find, in my case, social media kicks in or somebody phones you or, you know, before you know it, you're playing Sudoku. I'm just doing confession, uh, Jeremy, so that's good. I've become very good at Sudoku, by the way, so that's, uh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the interesting part about that is, like, get it over with. You know, that's part of it. If you can put your 30% in, usually it's the morning time is the most uh, productive time. And so if you have to come in and get things over with, I mean, I, uh, I do that a lot with myself. I trick myself. And so I'll spend a lot of time just, just focus, get it done. I did some things over the weekend that I don't like to do, but I needed to get done. But I basically rewarded myself to go, hey, as soon as I do that, I'm going to get, I'm going to watch football. And yeah. it, you know, it was just like a, uh, you know, cause and effect. So anyway, that, those are some ideas for all those listening. And uh, our goal is to help you. you know, what we're doing here at all times is our intent as a liberator is we're trying to, to the liberator's intent is to call you up, not call you out. So these are great tools that you can use for other people to call mm -hmm. them up. To go, okay, so where are you? Where's your peace index right now? That's objective. Where's your 70-30? That's objective. What you're doing with the people that you're leading is you're helping them see what their real issues are. Sometimes they'll find things aren't as bad as they think they are. Or mm -hmm. sometimes you'll find exactly what the issue is. So then they'll feel that you're for them, not against them or for yourself. And when they feel that you're for them because of the language... They'll trust you more and you'll have more influence. And then when you have more influence, you can continue to call them up to go, this is where you belong. I'm helping you get to the next level. So that's what we're ho uh, hoping that we do. We're helping you get to the next level. Mm -hmm. Last words, Steve Cockrum. I think kind of just the, the one you've got on the screen there is calling up is, is the liberator's desire and intent. But I think that what happens is sometimes under pressure, all of our skills break down, particularly those of us who perhaps are tend to dominate when we're not being liberators. And so therefore, if we're not careful, people can experience us calling them out rather than calling them up. And I think that's one of those, those challenges that are there. And that basically just you know, disempowers people. So I think that particularly for those who have strong voices, maybe some of those kind of pioneer grenades, sometimes I've called people up in the past and they've experienced it as too, too much. My intent was good. But the, you know, we have to say perception is reality, which is they perceived it as saying that was too much challenge. So I think kind of just constantly, not just your intent, but also you have to check what was the experience on the other side of me. So communication code that Jeremy reminds me often is my intent is always collaboration. I'm always calling up and helping, but uh, sometimes it's experienced as critique rather than collaborate. So the same thing with the liberator's intent. It's always good just to go and check in with people to go, do you know I'm for you right now? How am I doing? It, you know, if you've been working as a, a, really as a liberator for your people and those that are around you, they won't mind you asking the question, how am I doing right now? Am I actually empowering you? Am I helping you be the best you can be? How am I doing at calibrating that support and challenge? So don't just guess, don't just look in the mirror and go, oh, I'm wonderful. Always worth checking whether your intent is being matched by the experience on the other side of you, particularly when you understand your tendencies. Final thoughts from you, Jess? That's it. If you want to see this, not just hear it, go to giant.tv. 
You'll see it under the Liberator podcast, and you'll see a lot of other series as well. We're excited for that. We'll talk more about that at another Fantastic. time. Fantastic. Uh, wish you all well. Have a great day wherever you are in the world. To all of our four and a half million friends in our minds, uh, not in reality, but in our minds, uh, we wish you well. Thanks. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. That concludes today's episode of the Liberator Podcast from Giant Worldwide. You can find out more information about us online at giantworldwide.com.